Uh, this is Bethan from the Settling the Southlands podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Hey, it's wait! Did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavlog. Uh, Listen, uh, we're here. We're going to talk about MCP. A whole bunch of stuff happening tonight. I'm here. I'm your host. We got a bunch of actually super cool, exciting stuff to talk about tonight. And a new show that's going to be premiering right after this over on the Patreon. I got Dan here. I got me here. We just got back from Derry, New Hampshire. uh, From an LVO qualifier over the weekend. You can check out all of those videos on the YouTube right now. Uh, link is in the description, or if you're watching this live on Twitch, guess what? It's under Dan. Under Dan's left nipple, uh, uh, stage right nipple. I can't even see it. Yep. There we go. Yep. Right right below his otter shirt. This is my otter shirt. Not that shirt. It's the otter one. There's otters on it. But uh, I, I was pretty excited. We had a great time this weekend. I, I felt it personally. A yeah, it absolutely was a blast. Um. We're going to talk about some games played. We're going to talk about some hobby thoughts. We're going to talk about a rules clarification uh, on the rule swarms that happened this week from uh, actually one of my favorite people in this world, uh, Thoris. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about the Midgard Games LVO qualifier. We're going to talk about a new show that's going to be premiering tonight called The Cleanup Phase. Just about an hour. In just about an hour. Right after this, actually, it'll be live on the Patreon. It's going to be... probably a once a month show to start where we do some behind the scenes stuff, talk a little bit more in depth about conventions and tournaments and the stuff that we travel to, as well as some uh, kind of network as a whole. Um, You know, juicy, juicy deets. Juicy. We're going to spill the tea a little bit. Yeah, but that'll be a patreon.com slash professional casual. I want to see real quick if there's any uh, research team spots left so you could get it for as little as a dollar. Oh, that's true. That's actually very true. Because we say that all the time, and often there are no more of those spots. So I mean it's it's they're they're hard to come by. It is sold out currently. Ah, uh, nuts. But uh, you can still join the Patreon and get all kinds of bonus co- extra content. There's so much there. You know what? Let's let's do this live right now. Let's see if I can change how many spots are in that currently. Whoa. Now in real time. That's how much. PC Undead loves you guys. I'm going to add five more slots to the research team. Can I Can I do this, and can I do it quickly, or will it be... <laughs> Everything's going to fall apart. Oh, no, your computer's smoking. Oh, uh, wow, that is a lot of smoke. <laughs> uh, I don't see an easy way to do this. <laughs> oh, uh, there we go. All uh, right. Oh, you just changed the number in a field. That's pretty Boom. sweet. Boom. 
25 new slots. Boom, boom. All right. So now you can join for as little as a dollar a month mm -hmm. and you'll get access to things like the cleanup phase starting yeah. tonight. Starting tonight. Very I'm excited. I, you should be. I mean, just to talk about gaming more. Awesome. Right. Right. I'm in. <sighs> I'm excited for it. But huh. Mr. Daniel. Huh. Games played. But more importantly, hobby thoughts. This week sponsored by our own beardedragongames.online. Hey. If you're looking for some hobby supplies, maybe some terrain or some MCP models, you can get 10% off. All of those purchases online at beardeddragongames.online by using code PCME10 at checkout. If, however, you're going to pre-order anything that has yet to come out, maybe some OG Human Torch or uh, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, maybe some Sentinels that were oh, just announced. Sentinels. Maybe some Sentinels that we know are coming in October. That we know are coming in October. Uh, you'll, so excited! You'll get 15% off those purchases with zero codes just for pre-ordering it you'll get that 15 percent off retail uh support our local game store they support us heavily they allow us to stream oh yeah the power phase every monday night right here on the twitch uh live uh from their store that they shut down specifically so we won't be bothered mm -hmm. it's actually pretty nice anthony's a good guy and if you're on the discord uh which you get access to from uh subscribing here on the twitch or being a patreon at ever at any level listen he'll He'll hook you up with whatever you need, game store wise. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's awesome, really good guy. But Dan, huh? there's a lot of models that have come out recently. What have you been hobbying this week? Quite a few. Uh, I got some more paint on my Dormammu the other day. Ooh, because uh, I set a goal for myself at the start of the summer. I wanted to have uh, everything, all my like my MCP backlog done. Yeah. Uh, which I've got most of the way. It wasn't a huge backlog. It was like Hood, what got done in like June or ju early July. I had Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. I got done a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, if not more than that. I think that was it. And then I still have Dormammu, who's like table ready. You know, he's he's base coated. Okay. Uh, but he needs a lot more work to to get him to the standard I want him to, especially for a big centerpiece model like that. Yeah. And then Amazing Spider-Man, just because the webs are all, I don't, the webbing on his suit, I just don't want to do. Have to do, it. yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I what my initial plan, I base coated him, just red and blue. And yeah. I was going to go through with like, um, like known oil in the webs that way. And I got, and real impatient with it real fast. So yeah. I just covered over all the red with non oil. I'm going to go back through and pick out all like the squares between the wet webs in red and then a brighter red. And I'm going to hate every minute of it, but it's going to look <laughs> great. It's one of those things that it, it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. For, you know, amazing Spider-Man. We see him on the table a lot. We do. Honestly, uh, I regularly forget how awesome he is uh amazing some might might describe him uh listen amazing spider-man beat me round five in uh the nashcon uh standard tournament Oof. i mean so he can be a beater yeah uh, i just i don't ever use him because i don't have the model done yeah i've had it for a year it came out last august listen long move on a big base that also gets momentum and all that stuff based off of his builder and has a place within range three he's he's actually a solid piece i'm surprised we don't see him more often he does have a lot going on i yeah. think he's a good five mm -hmm. i just i need to get him finished so i can actually use him yeah i'm just not real web warriors people because i just want to run up in your face and punch you yeah fair 
Whereas web warriors are like, eh, I'll do that if I have no other option. Right. <laughs> what I'd rather do is stand, uh, you know, range four away and impact webbing you off of things instead. Right. But um, uh, so what's what's on the docket? What are the next few things that you're going to be working on for? For hobby stuff. Uh, after that, uh, I've been doing a bunch of painting for Legion this summer. Mm. Uh, as I started a um, Republic Army clones. Uh, I just got the tank the other day. Okay. Painted up and you actually see it right over there. It's pretty cool. I can see it over I there. I used it uh, a couple weeks ago against our friend Logan, and the whole time he was like, "There's tank." Our friend and hopefully yours too soon. <laughs> Make our local Logan your local Logan <laughs> by going in person to Bearded Dragon Games. <laughs> right on he's Wednesday there all for, the time for Wargaming Wednesday. Yeah, like every time I pop in, he's like, "Oh hey," and I'm like, "Do you live here?" He has incredible hair. He has a lot of hair. Yeah. I feel like he cut, didn't he cut it recently? He recently started putting it in a ponytail. That's what it is. It just looks different. And it, yeah, it made it look like there's a lot less there. Yeah. But it was very condensed. Uh, but other things on the docket will be September releases real soon. I believe mm. it's the 12th is that is the next Friday. Yeah. Um, no, that's not right. Because tomorrow's the second. Tomorrow is the second. And then the next Friday will be the ninth. That's true. So that's when that stuff comes out. <laughs> The 12th is, what was that make the 12th a Monday? <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, way off. Because the 5th is Labor Day. Right. Speaking of, uh, September 5th is upcoming Labor Day. Uh, we are going to have a special guest on for Oh Yeah, the Power Phase on the Monday Night Battle Report stream right here on Twitch. Uh, Dylan Dyer. Dr. D. Dr. D is going to be coming back. And not only will Dr. D be back, but your boy here, right here. Tim, he's pointing to himself. Tim, yes. The podcast listeners. Yes. <laughs> he's going to have a new cast play. Oh, is, yeah. Is it trashy? Yes. When you were describing it, it didn't sound trashy. And then you on Monday, you were saying it's pretty trashy. Oh, it's trashy. Did it come from Wish? Nope. But it looks like it should have. <laughs> it came from Amazon. But I got I got something that's going to be on my hands. That's going to help me move models around. Uh, horn swoggled on Amazon. No, I I knew what I was signing up for. I bought three things, right? Hoping one would fit. Okay. And the most extravagant one is the one that fit. Naturally. So it's 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 gonna be pretty good. There's gonna there's a hood on there that I can put over my eyes. It's gonna reduce visibility. Oh, I'll also have things perfect. on my hands that are going to reduce my ability to move models, and I will commit to moving things with those with those uh with those things. It's, I it's gonna be pretty solid. I'll admit when you're using the cane was pretty funny yeah <laughs> it was so stupid <laughs> especially who was it scarlet witch you're trying to move off the table oh that was so difficult yeah like i just can't do it you're like but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep trying and dylan was just like losing it because he was like what are you just just pick her up um so i can't wait to see what this new nonsense is i, I i'm super excited for for dylan to come down again uh i i really liked playing him the first time uh he has a personality type that just vibes very well with me um and we got to see him over the weekend too at the midgard games uh lpo qualifier he got to uh, guest commentate uh i believe game two that was rob real against uh gabe lamont yeah that was a great game it really was uh, both of Rob's games, we had two of his on stream. Uh, the the VODs of those are actually up on the YouTube. So so head over there and check those out because they're really good games. Mm -hmm. Both of Rob's games, he came back from something that looked unwinnable. <laughs> For real? 
deal. And he was running Wakanda. And I think that's probably the first time we've seen Wakanda at a tournament, let alone at least that we've covered. Yeah. Let alone one that was like performing well. Really well. Uh, He's a much better player than. I don't want to say better than I thought. Yeah. Because I played against him at ACO. Yeah. And like he he, he wallowed me because <laughs> right. uh, it was like, hey, we had somebody drop. Can you fill in a little bit? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'll play whatever. Um, And he just hosed me with like Thanos and Magneto and Juggernaut. <laughs> what's what's super funny, too, is I was unaware of this at the time. But on this on this show and on stream, we've talked about uh, a Magneto hurling a bunch of trash cans at a She-Hulk. <laughs> I completely forgot that was Rob Real against Dylan Dyer. That's so good. Like, <laughs> so good. Yeah, Dylan has a lot of shtick about that in his commentary for that game, and it's hilarious. It's it's really good. A little bit that I heard while standing there telling you guys what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> the best is, is it the third game? No, the fourth game of that day. Check out the video on YouTube. The both of the players, uh, Simon and Nick, are from uh, Montreal. Yeah, and yep. the whole game they play in French. So the, <laughs> the whole time we're like trying to figure out what's happening because we don't understand what they're saying. It's so good. So it really was too, and there was there was a lot of layers of difficulty for us trying to figure out what was going on there. A lot of that we'll discuss on the cleanup phase after this. So if you're not a Patreon member yet, uh, head over there to Patreon.com. We just added more slots for the one dollar tier, the research tier, uh, so you can get in and and watch that first episode tonight, where we'll be going behind the scenes and talking a lot about the the inner workings from behind some of these uh, these events and tournaments. But uh, yeah, uh, it was it was real fun. I I I'm really glad you and I got to go to that uh, because I don't think we've ever had a bad time going to cover a tournament. No, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so this Monday uh, on, on the Twitch right here, 7 p.m. Eastern on Labor Day, uh, Dylan Dyer and I will be playing uh, a game. And the following week, we will have our own Rev Right Mad Ben will be on the stream as right well now. most likely maybe with dan i hope so that's um, the plan potentially with someone else if if uh if if they speak up but they're gonna have to take that away from dan and i ne- don't necessarily want them to uh we will be playing one of the organized play kits uh on september 12th monday 7 p.m eastern we got a bunch of really cool stuff happening on oh yeah the power phase now is the time for it uh go over and check it out subscribe right here guess what it's all right here. You're already on the Twitch. Unless you're uh, watching this on YouTube later or the podcast version. Correct. <laughs> Don't watch the podcast version either. Uh, That'd be awkward. Yeah, it, it is a little bit. But if you if you do it, do it in Winamp. So you get <laughs> is the that cool, even still a thing? So you get the cool visualization, you oh, know, yeah. uh, effects that you can have there. It looks like a spirograph <laughs> or like a light bright or whatever. But listen, it'll be super cool. Um in addition to those, I felt like I had one more thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, this past Wednesday, Taylor on the Twitch had the hobby hangout. Yeah. You mouthed something to me, but I couldn't read it. You said, oh, yeah. So I mouthed the power. Oh, fair. <laughs> I thought that was like a Tim. You forgot this thing. And I was like, I don't know what you said. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- yeah, this past Wednesday, uh, Taylor was, um, I think, painting and priming and, and, and finishing up some terrain for MCP from the core box. Uh, this next Wednesday, he'll also be doing something cool. So, so please make sure to uh, to check out those streams every Wednesday right here, usually six p.m. 
for hobby hangout. Mm-hmm. Get some of your backlog done. It'll be a blast. Hang out, paint with them, or whatever you want to do. Just look at them. Come on, tell me now. Do you want to paint some terrain or MCP? I think <laughs> it will be good to use hit and run on Cyclops. <laughs> but I'll accept it. This week, Thoris made a post. He made on, a post on the rules forums. Um, very. I like Thoris a lot. I got to meet him at NashCon. Uh, I talked about him a lot. <laughs> I, I, I I really like him. He's like just uh, he's just so nice. <laughs> and uh, I got to play some board games with him and some social deduction games. And uh, every single time I trusted him, I was like, well, Thoris can't lie. <laughs> so I'm going to believe him. And then he tricked me. And I was like, no, that's not possible. Every I time. I disagree with how this game works because <laughs> I still trust Thoris. <laughs> Um, but as far as Malekith stuff goes, Malekith, one of the things that uh, was happening with Malekith in general, he has an ability. Uh, I believe, Dan, you have the card up, right? I do. What is the the ability that allows him to spike uh, failures? Cloak of Shadows. Cloak, clo- cloak of Shadows. Cloak of Shadows. Uh, what this does is it allows Malekith to spend a power and choose a failure result or a skull to be treated as a crit for the remainder of the attack. The clarification that came out about this particular uh, reactive, in addition to dominoes, uh, I, I will read verbatim kind of what Thoris has said. So the ruling on probability manipulation and cloak of shadows is changing. Previously, the superpower would be used at the, spe- the specified timing steps and then the effect of it allowed you to choose a failure to be treated as a critical at all steps of the timing sequence. This meant that you could overspend and choose a failure at a step in the sequence other than when the superpower was used. So effectively what this meant was you could spend power for the amount of failures you had already rolled and continue to spend more power in case a recalibration matrix was was used um, or if you were going to crit. Um, off of those those skulls or regular crits and then roll more failures, you could effectively count those in the future by overspending and having that spent. Mm. That is that is changing. So that will no longer be the case. You are now required to have failures in your dice pool at the point you use the superpower in order to choose them. They need to be present when you spend the power in order to choose them for those effects. This means you can no longer overspend as the results can only be chosen directly after using the superpower. You will now pay to choose specific dice or specific results, not dice, to be treated as critical results. Only results that exist at the point of paying may be chosen. If those results are modified, changed, or re-rolled later, even if they are modified to the same result, the effect allowing them to be treated as another result is lost. So, you have a crit, or you have a failure, you treat it as a crit, that somehow gets changed with recalibration matrix, with Eye of Agamotto, with with something. Granted, Eye of Agamotto probably wouldn't affect that role. But if that failure rolls into another failure, that failure is no longer treated as a crit. It was previously. Where was I? This is a big post. The effect allowing them to be treated as another result is lost, i.e. if a dice showing a failure is re-rolled. Even if that dice roll or die rolls another failure, the result 
that the effect applied to the original failure is gone and thus the effect is gone. This change aligns the rule to the printed rule on these cards. So it's a clarification. Mm -hmm. It's solid. Does it heavily affect or make Malekith bad now? No. Does it make Domino bad now? No. No. Yeah, neither of them. It's going to change a, a tiny bit. Well, how much do people overspend on this? One, maybe two power. Yeah. Depending on how much you had on Malkith. Yep. Um, honestly, this is how I was playing him. Uh, not this past Monday, but the Monday before, mm-hmm. I took Malkith against Taylor. And that's yeah. how I was playing it. Like, oh, I rolled two skulls. So I'm going to spend two power to turn them both into crits. Yeah. Good to go. Uh, and then people in chat were like, hey, you know, you can spend more than that and get later skulls turned into crits. And I was yeah. like, oh but that's not the case anymore so it's not i was doing it right just like in the future (laughs) so now when malekith scores 11 hits on his attack against your hydra bob i was gonna say viper it's now only really gonna be nine it takes the edge off that's it 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 shaves down some of the the really pointy bits of specifically that rule i like that this was clarified yes yes uh, because it made an already very good power a little overwhelming. And this has brought it back down a little bit. A little bit. And like you said, it just uh, clarification is aligned with what's already printed on the card. Mm-hmm. Like just making sure. So it's for each power spent, choose one skull to treat, some one failure to treat as a critical for the remainder of the attack. Yes. So like, I think it was for the remainder of the attack is what was people were interpreting yeah. And understandably, we're inter- interpreting a different way than was intended. Mm-hmm. So I like this clarification a lot. And pretty quick. You know what I mean? Malekith hasn't been out a month. for yeah, just a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and really, it, it takes a little bit of time for the model to be built and painted or not painted, or, but primed forever and put on a table. But, <laughs> it, you know, I like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it at all. Seems good. And I think the community as a whole, uh, Devil Pup in chat, uh, first off, shout out to Devil Pup. Uh, hey. You know, I think this this is something that a lot of people were like, yep, thank you. Right. And, and like, it's not going to change that much. No. But it is the slightest of nerfs. Correct. <laughs> you got to roll those skulls. So... That was my biggest issue with Malekith in my game is that I just didn't really roll skulls. It happened a couple of times. Yeah. I'm going to roll seven dice and get two successes and no failures. Great. But that's why you roll the dice. So thank you, Thoris, for that clarification. Um, it does hurt Domino a little bit, but she was never yeah. stacked on power the way Malekith usually is. So it wasn't as big of a deal on her. Completely agree. And like her attacks weren't. You know, they're a very different league. She's got a strength four builder, a strength four spender, and a strength six spender. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, she's never rolling anywhere near the amount of dice that Malkith is. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, overall, uh, nice clarification. I hope that uh, that that sort of thing continues when things become a little bit overwhelming for some. Uh, they have people knowing what they're doing to to make sure that 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 edge gets shaved off just a little bit like a rock in a river like a rock in a river it's a slow erosion except very quick it's a quick erosion yes it's a quick erosion yes that's the yep i I forgot that that was the latin derivative for quick erosion (laughs) sure but (laughs) 
Dan, you and I got to spend uh, the weekend with Brian Watson, Great guy. Uh, Matt Alex, Dylan Dyer, as well as the Montreal Shark Tank. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and a whole bunch of others filled the thrill. Uh, Rusty. So Rusty was there. Hell yeah. I he waved was. to him. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> uh, but we spent the weekend at Midgard Games LVO Qualifier in Derry, New Hampshire. We were able to stream the whole thing. All those videos are up on the YouTube. Make sure to check them out there. Um, I guess first off, that was our first time at Midgard Games. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 24 uh, players, I think, total had signed mm-hmm. up for it. There yeah. was a lot of that, like, now it's 23, one person dropping. They'd immediately fill it in. There was very, unfortunately, um, a gentleman that was in a, uh, an accident that day and was unable to attend. Thankfully, he was not injured. Yeah, he was fine, just his car wasn't. Yeah, his car was very much not okay. So we're, we're really, you know, we're happy that, that he, is, he is all right. Um, but overall, uh, great tournament. Yeah, a lot of mixing of uh, of people. Uh, the the TO at one point kind of pulled the locals aside to be like, "Hey, be cool," and uh, I don't think be cool, baby doll. And everyone was. Yeah, yeah. We had people come down from from Montreal. Uh, Rob Real came up from New Jersey. We uh, drove about five ish or so hours from from New York. Uh, great turnout for for a local event and uh, a, a qualifier for the Las Vegas Open in January of next year that we will also be covering. Yeah. We have one more uh, qualifier, I believe, later this year in December. Is it called the Everwinter? The Everwinter event. Yep, they just made a, a Facebook uh, event for it. I know they shared it in uh, the different Facebook groups about it. Um, I saw also posts about it in the Legion group because there's yeah. a Legion event there which mm-hmm. is cool uh but it sounds awesome it's going to be in boston proper yes um, proper boston proper boston just because we were in massachusetts for this and we went up you know north a little bit to Derry, but this is going to be in boston so mm-hmm. um well, people i'm sure people are going to be traveling far because boston's a cool town yeah anyway i've heard that uh but this is really exciting Appar- awful civil planning yes good overall town yes yeah uh unless you're a yankees fan Oh you just yeah! Don't I, you just don't wear the yeah? I wouldn't the merch. I wouldn't. Yeah, then it's not a nice town. No. no. <laughs> uh, but we got the story that Everwinter was actually an Age of Sigmar event in Boston or in somewhere in Massachusetts. I don't think it was in in Boston. Yeah, and it's kind of grown into its own like little con. Which yeah, is awesome. Yep. So you ha- there's going to be events for all kinds of games there, uh, but MCP is going to be another LVO qualifier, and I think there's going to be. I forget now how many spots did you say they're going to be? It's going to uh, be a two day event. I know that. Yeah. So That's I mean, a lot. Tickets are still on plus. sale right now. So yeah, it should be. It should be uh, pretty solid. I know that tickets are up. I don't know if there's a total. Uh, there's 32 tickets available. Available. So what that means as far as the amount of people, obviously, probably 32 or more. Minimum 32 people. At, at the absolute minimum. A minimum maximum of 32 people will be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're min-maxing tickets now? Well, yeah. It's a minimum maximum. <laughs> uh, what's the date for that? That Got will that? be, oh, I think it's the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the weekend of December 10th. December 10. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm excited for that. But that that should be pretty baller. You can check out all of the stuff uh, for Everwinter at wickeddicey.com. 
Um, our, our friends, the Fifth Trooper, are going to be there covering the Legion stuff as well. Or, or maybe they're not going to be. I forget. But should be a blast. Similar to uh, Jimmy Neutron's adventures. Oh. Um, but that said, Dan, um, what were some of the cool things that you thought happened during the course of that, that tournament? What were some cool things? And Midgard games. I'll, I'll tell you right out of the gate. One of the things I'm always excited to see are Hulkbusters. And the very first game that we had on stream from Phil the Thrill and Samuel uh, did, in fact, have uh, a Hulkbuster. He ran an Avengers list that had all three Avengers leaders. Yeah, that was great. Sam, Cap, and Hulkbuster, and ran Versatile Strategy, or or Leader, or whatever that Tactus card is called, which is cool to see. I, I don't think we had ever seen that actually used. And to have it used in a tournament setting on stream was super cool. Mm. Uh, at one point, he initially ran um, Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, and ended up switching once Malekith hit the table to Sam Wilson to be able to have. He, he's like, listen, I know my people are going to go down. Yeah. So uh, I need to keep them up and alive and engaged. Uh, use the Sam Wilson one instead with that uh, tactics card. And it, granted, it didn't work out at, at the very end, but it certainly kept him in the fight for longer than it should have. I think um, it was like the best use for that card. You could yeah. see like having your powers cost less for the first round or two mm -hmm. and then switching it over to Sam. Like you said, when people start getting dazed, uh, yeah. which helped them a lot. Being able to move Hulkbuster short. Yeah. Just that part of it is huge. Mm -hmm. Well, and they were playing on Terrigen Mists. Uh, so being yeah. able to specifically keep people on there, he had Captain Marvel uh who's immune to poison like he he was doing a, a solid job moving people around one of the things that i really like and i i think that particular roster uh is just ideal for that tactics card too where if i i think it's pretty reasonable to always want to start steve rogers captain america yeah but if you end up going up against brotherhood and you have hulkbuster there and you can kind of mitigate some of that collision damage with that card. Yeah. Or if you're going up against a kill team and you're worried about having a bunch of your character's days, being able to then switch it to Sam. I, I, I It's really cool. It, it, it gave that card significantly more value in my mind, seeing it put into use like that. I'm like, oh, well, well, hey, all right. Oh, some you can use that card. Huh. That was when, when it first came out. We were talking about like, I mean, it seems neat. That was before Hulkbuster was around. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, well, you can use it in X-Men or Brotherhood or Cabal or well, Avengers. And I guess that was what I had pigeonholed it uh, for myself in was X-Men Blue or Gold. Right. I think it came with an X-Men yeah. or something like that. I think it came with Gambit and Rogue, maybe. Or, or Jean and, and uh, Cassandra Nova. I think it may have been them. Yeah. I think it was some kind of X-Men box, though. But I was like, okay, well, it'll be, it'll help me. You know, I can lead uh, Cyclops first, or probably lead uh, Storm. You start with Storm and getting the Cyclops in your closer range, and yeah, make some of your attacks cheaper. But I, I really like it for Avengers, um, and now with Shadowlands Daredevil out too, I, I don't hate it there either. Pick up some early yeah. uh, victory points, being able to count your Criminal Syndicate characters as two, and then switch over to kill mode. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, granted, that's that's two four threat leaders in the list, but I I don't hate that. That card has gotten a lot better now that we have just more yeah. leaders and more factions with multiple leaders to take advantage of it. Because mm -hmm. uh, well, we have th three for Cabal now. Yeah, with Malketh, and I think that's another great spot for it. 
being able to, you know, once you've dazed or, you know, done your your pretty heavy damage in those first few rounds and there's fewer targets there if you need power, being able to do that. If for whatever reason you're running Sin as a meme, um, you know what I mean? You might want to switch it to her. <laughs> but very specifically with Wild Hunt, because you're normally running a, a, probably a smaller roster, if you do get matched up on some crisis where you're running against a spider infected or portals or hammers and you haven't been able to control those points at the beginning, switching to Sin's leadership to be able to get some of that off to make mm. your opponent scramble a little bit uh, at the start of a round, maybe not the worst thing in the world. But this past week, I know you had the power phase, I got to run Sin as a leader with the new uh, NashCon edition, Power Bottom 10. Uh, if you tuned in last week to wait to die real wild, uh, we saw in the Xavier Protocols list for what was being played at NashCon that there was 16, I guess it would have been 17 total, right? It was Viper, 16 total, yeah. Uh, tied for one use. At right, so they were there were nine at zero uses. So there were yeah. nine of your power bottom 10. Mm -hmm. So to figure out the last spot, we had 16 characters tied at one mm -hmm. each. So we ran it. We, we rolled the D20 to see who would be included. <laughs> and there was a lot of great contenders there that I would have loved to have had. Modoc, uh, Vanilla Daredevil, I think Cable, Hydra Bob were all there. For sure, uh, Omega Red. Omega Red. I just like in general. Uh, the only one I didn't want there was Sin. <laughs> one and, out of uh, 16, what are the odds? Uh, one in 16, actually, and I happened to roll it. Exactly. Uh, I got Sin. So Sin's now in the power bottom 10, replacing Viper as that, that top slot. <laughs> and uh, I got I got to run that this past week. I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, Sin. Sin, Sin, Sin. But I think overall, moving forward, Avengers is a great spot for that tactics card <laughs> to bring it back around. Um, and maybe Cabal. Maybe we could see a little bit uh, more Sin pop up with that uh, versatile strategy. I'll have to double check the Hydra ones too, because that might be useful with Baron Strucker and yeah. uh, New Red Skull. Yeah. What is his actual title? Red Skull. Uh, Master of Hydra. Master of Hydra. Yeah. Yep. Which uh, he looks awesome. He really does. I'm super excited for him. Uh, that that commitment to whether you're going to be going with a very strong offensive list with the Leviathan armor, or you're going to try to go a little bit wider with uh, with Arnim Zola and uh, Baron Strucker. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for me to not want to run Baron Strucker literally every single time, giving people poison, being able to teleport people around. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's baller. I'm, I'm super stoked for it. And Arnim Zola, just in general, as a whole. He's love just, that model. They did so cool. right by him, too. So right by him. Uh, but but that said, uh, some of the other things that kind of happened in and about, um, especially even in that first game, uh, Samuel was running Malekith in a convocation list. Oh, yeah. And we saw this from Nick Menard, too, who was oh part of the Montreal Shark Tank. Um Malekith with that range one, I took damage and now I can bump uh, with Convocation is incredible. It's really good. I had 100% forgotten that was what, at least that side of that leadership yeah. even did. I've never run Convocation. Mm -hmm. And once he did that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. You take damage, you get to just place within one. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I've been totally sleeping on that. 
Yeah. Like bad. Well, and I think there's a little bit of an, not necessarily an uphill battle, but just that understanding basis of um, feeling like how their affiliation works is overcomplicated. And I don't want to read both sides of the cards or figure oh, out how hundred percent. Right. Um, but now that we've seen it in use more, and I think maybe that's, that's the important part of it is seeing it in play, how it works and how it is actually performing is like, Oh, I get it now. I, because I'm not going right. to learn from reading the card. I'm not going to understand it or its application until I see it in, in, in practice and play. Um, and it certainly was uh, this this past weekend at that event. Um, I think it's solid. It's, it's a great effect. Yeah. It's really good. And and it's expensive, right, to have Malekith. And if you're taking um, Source of Supreme Strange, who is also incredibly good, scal that scalpel we saw get so much work. We saw that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's stupid good it's really yeah <laughs> the fact that you could target allies and enemies with it is just a big yep oof like wow it's a lot of power but he's gaining uh, uh three around yeah it only costs four it so only costs four he's doing and we saw him do it pretty much every round yeah uh in a couple of games he's just constantly scalpeling because mm -hmm. his builder is nice to it's easy to get one power from that and there's there's just a lot of incredible synergy there, right? Whether you're moving people into Malekith kill range, whether you're using Malekith or you're using it on Malekith to get him, you know, where he needs to be. Displacement, we've talked about pretty consistently in a lot of other podcasts and, and people have too, is that if you are going up against a Malekith, you want some displacement there. Mm -hmm. And it kind of negates or increases, you know what I mean? Depending on what side that strange is on, uh, what that Malekith is able to do. Yeah, I mean... If Range three place is is so far. It <laughs> I think is. six inches on that table is a lot. It, it, it's a yeah, it's a big move for a big boy. But for most characters, I mean, there are some characters that that's going to be two moves to get back to where they were, mm -hmm. depending. Yeah. You do that to crossbones. That's right. Mysterio. That's like three total turns of just moving for crossbones. <laughs> He's just running. <laughs> I mean. Crossbones actually has a really cool tattoo on his forearm, right? It used to say drop off, but it's been crossed out and has been replaced with scalpel of strange. So <laughs> listen, he's moved on uh, and, oh. and, and and we all should too. Uh, Not gonna though. But one of the cool things about that event, we got to see, like we've talked about uh, a, a lot of the, uh, we got to see the expanded roster for the Montreal Shark Tank. Yeah, there's six of them. There's six. We only got to meet three the first time around at the Atlantic City Open. Uh, Gabe, Simon and Nick. Mm -hmm. um, and there's more of them. <laughs> they brought a van down. Yeah, a whole van. A whole van. Uh, they're actually, it sounds like going to be trying to run an event in November in Montreal as well. I don't know if that's something that we're feasibly going to be able to do or not, but uh, it'd be cool if we could. Mm. Seems like a stretch, though. With a lot of other things going on. Yeah, yeah. I got to get an enhanced license. Like, there, there's a lot that needs to happen. But got to get on that. I that really take a while. I really do. Yeah, you know, so the DMV is. I do, especially since we don't even have one here anymore. It got incinerated when Demons Downtown happened, and now I got to go somewhere else for now it. You got to drive almost forty minutes. Uh, yeah, yep. And it's not even like a convenient forty-five minutes either. No, it's forty-five minutes away from work too. Oh, so it's not even like. I can like go there and stop on the way home or no. do it during lunch. No, it's an additional hour Completely and a half out of my different day, direction. Unregardless of how I try to get there or when. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know where it is in that town. <laughs> Zero clue. Yeah, fair. Um, but 
Simon Jerry came back with his X-Men Gold roster. I'm actually not positive there were any massive changes there. Uh, we saw a lot of, he gets a lot of use out of Beast. I love uh, it. I love seeing Beast. Yep. Because you don't see him much. Especially as a, as a late round activation. Uh, he has a lot of movement. He has multiple ways to throw and um, push people or displace people. Uh, a solid piece, kind of, it's kind of overall. I really like Beast. Uh, I wish I hadn't slept on him for so long. Yeah, he's the one that doesn't see the table as much as he deserves. No, not at all. He, I think he's one of like the underrated X-Men. Like They're the X-Men that everybody knows aren't don't seem as good as they could be, like Wolverine and Cyclops. The ones that are currently in the power bottom 10, right? Wolverine, Cyclops, Gene, Colossus all get a lot of hate. Um, I don't think any of them are necessarily bad. They just have some issues. Like yeah. Wolverine's too dice-dependent. Um, but I think beast has often slept. And when you see people ask like in, in forums, like who are, you know, I want to play X-Men. What are good characters? And everybody says X 23 rogue. Sometimes they say gambit magic's up there. Storm. Obviously she's the only person that says gambit is, uh, (laughs) Keebler, but (laughs) I have seen a few people mention him, uh, you know, but beast is never in that list. Yeah. But he's also never in the list of like who's really bad at this. Correct. You know, he's he's seen as kind of in the middle. Um and I I'd call him got, mid, but I feel like that's still offensive to Beast. Right. Yeah, I feel like he deserves to be ranked much higher in people's minds. Because 100%. he gets a lot of work done. So going over, uh, I think we have their lists here. Let me see if I can find Simon Jerry. Here we go. All right. It's a throw. A, a, a two power throw. So his roster as a whole was Storm, Beast, Domino, X-23, surprise here, Colossus, Rogue, nice to see. Ghost Spider, Angel One, Dr. Voodoo, and Malekith. Um, we did see less Malekith than I think that we were expecting to. I think there were five. There were five total. total out of 24 players, which was, I my guess was eight. Yeah. I thought a full third of the people would have them, but yep. nope. Well, and that was the over-under. The over-under that people were talking about was putting him at about a 7.5. So the fact that it was under that, a little surprising. A little surprising. And a lot of people that had Malekith on their rosters didn't even use him. Right. Like when the game we saw with Simon, he didn't use Malekith, did he? Uh, No. Nope, he didn't. And there was actually a lot of gentlemen's agreements towards some of the later rounds where both players, Robert uh, Real had it, Simon had it in the roster, as did Nick, where they kind of did like gentlemen's agreements. They're like, hey, no Malekith. Is that is that cool? And he, it, it held true. So we didn't see a lot of Malekith in the, oh, the second right. half of the uh, of the event. I love that Nick and Simon had that gentleman's agreement. Like neither of them yeah. wanted to do it. So it was like, let's just agree not to do that. <laughs> uh, as far as tactics cards for Simon Jerry, uh, by the way, Simon Jerry's is uh, number one, performed very well at this LVO qualifier, but also won his LVO qualifier at the Atlantic City Open yeah. uh, on day one. Um, but his tactics cards were Brace for Impact, Escort to Safety, Fallback, First Class, Midnight Phantasmagoria, Sacrifice, Smash, to me, my X-Men, Warpath, and Exceptional Healing. For Secures, he had Spider Portals, Mutant Madman, and Deadly Meteors. For Extractions, he had Spider Infected, Struggle for the Cube, and Hammers. 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 Um, so I, I can't recall exactly how much that changed uh, from his ACO list, but I can tell you what, Nick Menard's very, very list was very different. 
day one of ACO, Nick ran Asgard. Wow, you remember that? I do. That's impressive. Because he was the only Asgard player. Oh, okay. That stands Uh, out, yeah. And because ACO was two separate events, Saturday and Sunday were different tournaments, Mm -hmm. um, he ran Brotherhood the second day. Oh. For the Midgard Games LVO qualifier, however, uh, he ran Convocation with Malekith. So we saw a couple people running this outside of those two. It might have just been these two, but Sam and Nick. Yeah, yeah he ran. So so this is Nick Menard, once again, part of the Montreal Shark Tank, uh, ran Malekith, all caps, four exclamation points. He was the only person during that weekend <laughs> that ran all capital letters Malekith with four exclamation points. Yeah. Also yeah, at the so. top of his list. Uh, Simon Jerry put it towards the bottom. Some other people t- put it towards the middle to kind of hide it a little bit. <laughs> Nick was like, nope, Malekith is I here. I have him. Um, so he ran him with uh, Shadowlands Daredevil, nice. Steve Rogers, Captain America, Rogue, Ancient One, uh, Strange Supreme, Baron Mordor, Wong, Dr. Voodoo, and Magic. For Tactics cards, he had the bar with no doors, Eyes in the Prize, Wand of Watoom, which we saw... Put to some pretty good yeah. use. Midnight Phantasmagoria, Bane of Dambala, Smash, Journey Through Limbo, Brace for Impact, Orb of Agamotto. And this one, very specifically, we saw pretty massive plays from. Yeah. Orb of Agamotto giving that range three plays for a convocation matter, uh, member doing very good, as well as the Ironbound books of Shuma Garath. Always. Once again. Huge card. Very, very, very persistent card. For Secures, he had Riot Sparks, Portals, uh, Overrun City with Spider Infected, uh, or just Portals, Overrun City. They're probably different things, sorry. And Cosmic Invasion. <laughs> For Extractions, he had Montessi Formula, Hammers, and Spider Infected. So, very different list than what he ran at, at, at ACO. And I think at the end of the day, n- did Nick end up taking it? No, Simon Jerry did. Yeah. And and we'll talk about that. There was, uh, with the challenger rules, um, Brian was in the, the TO, played by the book for those. Um, and we'll be talking about that pretty heavily in uh, the cleanup phase after stream uh, tonight. So if you're not a Patreon member already, now is the time to go do that and, and be able to get in there because we're going to be talking pretty in depth about kind of about some what of the, happened when we had the fo- top five all at four and one yes yep <laughs> and uh it, it can get a little wonky and and we will we will kind of really dive into that but robert real uh is the last one i really want to talk about um who we met also at the atlantic city open yeah uh friends with 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 mitch who we absolutely adore um <laughs> even with his shenanigans. Even with his shenanigans. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, yeah, awesome he, to see Wakanda there. Yeah, it was aw- It was great that he had Wakanda. We don't see that very often. Um, I think especially when there's only five characters on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't even run Storm. I don't know if she was, I don't think she was even on his roster. Right. Uh, so that was cool. We saw amazing plays from uh, Killmonger. Yes, we did. Huge moments from Killmonger. Um, yeah, uh, usurp the throning Amalekith. Yeah. Uh, and doing it. Yeah. And that winning him the game. Yeah. 
at the end of the day when was he played that awesome. hard and i was like it has to go on malketh he's seventh threat i'm like there's no way he's taking him down yeah what's this round what seventh threat character is he going to choose for this right but i forgot uh usurp the throne also gives uh killmonger more dice right yes and, uh, you know, listen, it took a lot of tactics cards from him because it also took Wakanda forever to get Malekith <laughs> down, but it worked. He had a great line when he was on. He said, it only took me three tactics cards and six attacks, but I dazed Malekith. <laughs> <laughs> but it got two VP. Like, it did. That is huge. And th- so that game was against Gabe Lamont from, once again, the, the Montreal Shark Tank. <laughs> yep. Uh, here was Robert Reel's uh, roster. So for Wakanda, he had Black Panther, Killmonger, Shuri, Okoye. Toad, Winter Soldier, Loki with the Mind Gem, Ghost Spider, Malekith, and Hulk. For tactics cards, he had Wakanda Forever, Usurp the Throne, Brace, Patch Up, Midnight, Phantasmagoria, Recalibration Matrix, Escort to Safety, Marked for Death, Inspiring Monologue, and Mission Objective. For Secures, he had Intrusions, Gemma, and Riot, for Extracts, he had Research Station, Spider Infected, and Mutant Extremist. I love his list that's kind of all over the place, but it's so awesome because his affiliation is so small. Yeah. He can really go ham with the splashes. Mm-hmm. Having Toad and Hulk in there is super cool. Yeah. Well, and we saw him get some pretty considerable work out of, I want to say it was loki with a mind gem at one point yeah uh, he does have two games up on the youtube as well from that event one against gabe lamont and one against nick menard um two incredibly talented players uh just as a whole and really come from behind games that that see like i i feel like was it his game against gabe where at the end we just assumed it was over and he lost and they're talking afterwards and it was like wait Wait, who won? R- wait, Rob won? <laughs> uh, it was one of those, they they moved the tokens real quick on the thing. And I was yeah. like, I thought they moved the wrong one past 16. Yep. Because it ended 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at the board and I like recalculated in my head. And I was like, oh, no, they didn't move the wrong token. Yeah. So I, I think this was a, that was, those were some huge games for Wakanda as a whole. He got incredible use out of that Wakanda reroll. Uh, yeah all the time every wakanda forever phase was normally super important and super effective yeah uh and he just kind of did well overall i never have any luck with that card except i get a free push on shuri right and rob's just like boom boom, 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 boom with it and like <laughs> why 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 do those cards hate me so much that and Min- uh the midnight suns one uh yeah Siege of darkness Siege i of feel darkness. like always just whiffs and i'm like what i throw all these croissants and just nothing happens but at least moon knight has more power now right oh you almost made me drop my croissant <laughs> my croissant <laughs> jimmy's mom uh but but yeah uh they they were they were great games overall it was super cool uh, and seeing when recalibration matrix was used we also saw some really heavy escort to safety plays um with a lot of the changes to what's been cycled out for taxes cards, we've been seeing kind of uh, some nice fresh faces uh, in those groupings. Inspiring monologue is one that I regularly forgot existed. I don't even know what that. I can't remember what that does off the top of my head. So inspiring monologue is actually super cool. And we've seen it uh, in, in a few instances really do some uh, incredible stuff. So what it does is uh, any allied character may spend three to play this card. Choose another, another 
allied character. That character may reroll any of its defense dice this round. Oh, that sounds decent. What? Yeah. I feel like every time I read over this card, I'm like, eh. But like actually like stopping and thinking when you about need it, to keep somebody alive defense dice this round that's yeah. actually pretty good it's yeah and it's for the full round like there's a lot there there's and a lot there that character the character that's doing the re-rolling doesn't even have to spend the, they're not the one spending the power it's somebody else there's no range it's just you do it why don't i ever take this card right when do we think defensively ever oh fair <laughs> what just keep my characters alive i just want yeah. damage to you uh it's like how we've seen kind of a, a pretty heavy resurgence of um dark rain right where that was kind of gone for a while and now it's like oh yeah it's actually a huge card that's super good especially now the cabal has kind of leaked its way back into uh yeah for real you know uh, the the limelight um, I used it this past Monday on a She-Hulk to make sure I could take her down, and it worked well. I mean, it's definitely like, you see that character? I don't want to anymore. Yeah. Well, it's so weird, right? Is that it's a it's a, it's a a Cabal-affiliated card that I feel like it's... Well, never mind. You can't modify dice against Malekith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's both great on and against Malekith. Never mind. It's not great against it at all. I'm just a silly goose. Right. So people don't remember this one is a, a Cabal card. Uh, any Cabal character can spend three power to play this card. Choose an enemy character. All allied Cabal characters may reroll any number of attack dice when attacking the chosen character this round. This round. But anyone can use this. Even a boat. You know how much a boat has always wanted to use one of these. And Cabal's got a big roster, so someone's going to have that power on them. There's no range limit on who they're targeting, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just like, yeah, I want that character gone. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Um, to touch on that, this past week, Danny and I played a game on Oh Yeah, the Power Phase. She ran a Marvel Phase 4 exclusive. Yeah, it was Disney Plus titular characters. Yeah, titular. She did say titular a whole bunch. <laughs> we were talking about it in the car earlier that day, and I used the word titular, and she was like, why don't you just say title characters? And I was like, I don't know, because the word titular is fun. So then she really leaned into it. <laughs> yeah, she did. I also didn't know what titular meant. So when she was like, well, that's not titular. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Oh, that word. Okay. That's a real word. So not only uh, did I get educated slightly from an English teacher about what words meant, uh, <laughs> my vocabulary increased. So she only took characters that were title characters from Phase Disney 4 Plus. Disney Plus shows. So I believe who she brought was She-Hulk, Miss mm -hmm. Marvel, mm -hmm. Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. and Sam Wilson. Mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Enough. And Loki. Right. Um... I think her only other choice was Moon Knight, and she was like, eh. And I was like, what did what? you say? What? <laughs> I love Moon oh, Knight. Oh, obviously, Scarlet Witch and Vision she could have taken as well. Yeah. But. I was a little disappointed Scarlet Witch wasn't there, because I, I I adore her and Vision. But we talked about it, but yeah. fitting her into 17 or, or 19 were the, our options Difficult, at that point. Especially because you want both of them there, right? So if you have the choice between spending nine yeah. uh, on uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch, or six on falcon and winter soldier yeah makes yeah and she definitely wanted bucky because mm -hmm. she's always been a huge bucky fan yep and she was like well if i take bucky i have to take sam correct and like 
She-Hulk and Miss Marvel were like locked in from the beginning. Like she was definitely going to take those. And Miss Marvel Ms. did Marvel's work. Miss Marvel's incredible. She's one that I I have troubles with her only because I get confused on which side can do what. Yeah. Um, with her changing around, but like she's got she can do a lot. She's got throws. She can interact from two with extracts. She can. And biggin and then just slap the crap out of a wasp, you know? She is a character where the order of operations is, in fact, very important. Yes. Because absolutely. once you unbiggin, you cannot undo it until, until the end of the round. Yeah, unless you're dazed, which we found out. Miss Marvel did, in fact, get dazed. It was really interesting interaction. We yeah. learned something. We did. I learned a lot. Wraith was like, I'm going to go check the forums real quick. Let's right? find out. <laughs> so Miss Marvel got dazed while unbiggin from an Electra martial prowess. Um, which dazed her during her turn, so she does not shrink again. She stays embiggened, which is awesome. Which is really yeah. great because then she's embiggened for her whole next round. For the whole next round, which granted is that, usually what you want, but yeah. she doesn't have the throw when she's embiggened, which mm -hmm. is kind of weird. That's yeah. where I always get thrown off because I assume she's big, she should be able to grab stuff and throw it. No, she only has that when she's normal sized. Yeah, and her, her, her. She only has a builder on either side. Correct. Um, and the high five is still only five dice, but she's size four when she embiggens. So chances are she's going to get her uh, morphogenetics and she's going to be rerolling three of those dice. Yeah. Which actually can turn into a pretty hefty attack. Especially when she's attacking a tiny wasp <laughs> who is size one it's and so was good. certainly smaller than size four. Um, yeah, Miss Marvel did work. And and would not die to gunfire, regardless of how many times I shot her. Yo, Sin shot that little kid so many times. So many times. Like just Sin unloaded. shot at that little kid so <laughs> many times. Fair. Yeah, she did not hit very often. Uh so for my roster, I took uh part of the NashCon 2020 power bottom 10. We had Sin, Mr. Sinister, Wasp, Electra, and Cassandra Nova as part of a Cabal affiliation for that. I think in that power bottom 10, I can go X-Men Blue. Or mm -hmm. Cabal. Which is kind of nice that you rolled Sin for that option. I know she's yeah. a, a much maligned character mm -hmm. across the board. Yep. But you do have, and you used it to great effect. Correct. Although Sin was, I don't think she was your MVP. I think she was at the end of the day. No, uh, no. Well, she was alley-ooped. Yes, because your MVP was Mr. Sinister because you got a second Sin. I got she was only good because you got to use her two times. What's what's better than using sin? Using sin a second time later. Now, granted, Free. I believe uh, with cloning <laughs> banks, you have to use an unused uh, character. Technically, yeah. But uh, Danny allowed me to use it, uh, mostly because she didn't understand what I was asking she for. She was just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Uh, and before we started <laughs> the game, I was like, listen, uh, I meant to bring a super Mimi character to be able to cloning banks in. I forgot it. Who were you planning on bringing? Uh, it was going to be Hydra Bob or... Um, he wasn't in your roster. He was not. It's just an unused character. It doesn't have to be part of the roster. Yes, I'm pretty sure it has oh, to be in the roster. Oh, okay. Let's so, look real quick while you discuss. Yeah, so um, there was a number of characters I wanted to kind of throw in there. I, I, I love throwing Deadpool in there. I wanted to throw Moon Knight in there. Yeah, from your uh, roster. Okay, so it would have had to have been one of the other Power Bottom 10. So Wolverine... Ooh, yeah, um, like doing any more than a three threat with cloning banks is 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 it's an it's a whole yep. other turn. It does. Uh, and in that case, you would have been tabled if you had to wait another turn. Yeah, 
because Sinister was gone. So I think three is a sweet spot for it, but the other options I would have had at three were nothing. I, there's only two three threats in this list, and they're sin and love. Oh, right, because you have... S- Everything else is fours. He has so many five. fours in that um, bottom ten. Yeah, so... It's, but it's, could you imagine bringing in Carnage, like, round four or five, and then just being right? like, all right, you're already hurt, now he's just going to finish you off. Yeah, yeah, and then paint the town red. Um, so, yeah, my options were Wolverine, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, I think was who I was considering doing. I was like, I don't even need Fearful Symmetry. Spider-Man's coming in. <laughs> fake one but he's gone through this before uh so yeah really sin was my only uh or wasp she was also dead i could have brought her back in uh but the fact that it was sin who then came in as a clone and then was it round six right it was round because danny was like way ahead of you in points it was like 11 to my yeah my only option was tabling (laughs) uh and it came down to this last round too and and by the way it's going to be up on the youtube tomorrow uh it's on the twitch vod's right now the it was probably one of the bloodiest games we've played absolutely because it won via tabling with a single character left a single extra character that happened to be sin yeah so that (laughs) both had five characters that final round was sin and Electra on my side against Miss Marvel and Loki. and Loki uh, without the mind gem. So it came down to I activated first. So I was like, all right. So this round is whoever I activate first, I have to kill their opponent. Right. Otherwise uh, you're done. And if I don't, then they have a free reign to go to the other side to kill my other character. So I had Sin matched up against Miss Marvel and Sin having spent the last two rounds rapid firing into Ms. Marvel and doing near nothing. She started blasting at something. Started blasting and nothing was, was going on. Wasn't Ms. Marvel. She's Loki was against Elektra down at the, the, the bottom half of the board um, without the hand ninjas out. Right. Everyone was injured. And I chose Sin to go and was like, listen, I'm going to do it. Oh, right. Yeah, because you're like, she's fine she'll do it she's got a bunch of shots um is that what happened or did it go into another round after that where i only had no no you went with the no you went with electra against loki loki because danny almost went with loki and you were like "Eh," and she was like oh right i should attack sin before she goes so yeah because you whiffed against loki and then she whiffed against sin and then loki took out electra and then sin finished everybody off no that's what right? it was no so round five it was that matchup okay so a sin attacked into miss marvel didn't kill her then right. loki then went, went oh, didn't no. didn't kill uh electra right or did kill electra <laughs> bless you my only shot in round six with just sin alive was killing both miss marvel and loki Right. I needed to shoot down Miss Marvel. And then teleport to the right portal. Use the portal. Use the portal to teleport downward. So I needed to roll correctly and then be able to kill Loki as well. And it somehow worked. Right. It was those strength four builders that you somehow that's your sweet I was, spot. I was able to do that last couple damage, took out Miss Marvel, rolled the dice to teleport down, somehow got it, got down there and then uh, made it personal. Um, triggered. Got the follow-up attack and was able to kill Loki for the table with a with an injured sin left alone. Uh, <laughs> Injured's cloned sin. <laughs> yeah. Should not have worked. Somehow did. Um, I wouldn't have bet money on it. 
I would not bet money on it again. No, definitely not. Um, the odds were not in your favor. They were not. Point. But Sin also took out uh, She-Hulk. She finished that model. Yeah, I mean, with like eleven damage. What? Like it wasn't like a small amount. It was like she took a, a ton more. That's not what Sin does. You're I lying. know. Sin doesn't do anything. Listen, if there wasn't video of it that we could watch at any point, I also wouldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, got work a heck of a lot of work out of Mr. Sinister, uh, moving him up early in the game. And he, all he did was uh, was uh, genetic splicing. Just literally. Over and over. <laughs> he just into did. Sam and to She-Hulk. Well, because you couldn't spend, you, you planning on using cloning banks, you couldn't spend any of his genetic tokens to really do anything. Right. Until you had that cloned sin out there. Also, so. Danny did an incredible job with Loki placement. So whenever I wanted to do oh, stuff yeah. with Sinister and I wasn't running Red Skull Cabal, so Sinister wasn't gaining additional two power around from beaming two people, uh, he was a little power starved. Right. Uh, he was taking a lot of damage back. He got very lucky and got left at, at one at one point, which is the only reason he was able to, in fact, do stuff. But that Loki tax forcing me to spend to reduce damage or sport, uh, forcing me to spend to put root on people. Well, because even the powers that don't normally cost power cost zero he has plus one. superpowers yeah. that only use genetic tokens. But when Loki's there, it's like, nope, now it costs one power before you spend the genetic tokens. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's a bad matchup for Sinister. Yeah. Um, but he was able to do a ton of work onto Sam uh, with those mystic beams. Uh, Sam can't use Vibranium Shield against it. It was actually super helpful there. And just slowly putting damage on, on She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, because we played Montesi and uh, those portals seals. and seals collapse. Thank you. I always forget exactly what that one is called. Uh, it, uh, the, the collapsing traps. Mm-hmm. And the Montesi traps. And the Montesi traps. Uh, listen, uh, a She-Hulk front and center with uh, just everything She-Hulk normally has. Well, just grab that book right away and you're like, crap. I was like, ah, nuts. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she did She did some pretty heavy damage. There was, um, I believe, one activation she had where she annihilated Cassandra Nova and Sinister and Sin. Yeah. That were all just like clumped up. No, it was Loki like beams. That's what it them. was. Uh, Loki beams. Loki be beams. So good. Some, some, some pretty heavy ice beams and book beams from Loki. But yeah, Danny did an incredible job. And uh, it was really a fluke that she didn't take that. Right. She was ahead in she every metric. She should have had that game. Every metric. I, I want to give her a lot of credit too for sticking to her own shtick, to her yeah. theme. Because we were um, talking about a bunch of different characters we could have used. We we're talking about do we make it phase four? And then we just said, no, just Disney Plus yeah. shows. And then it was like, okay, just Disney Plus title characters. Because I was like, all right, you don't have anybody that can special delivery She-Hulk. If you're playing A-Force here. Yeah. I was like, Miss Marvel, spoiler, did show up a tiny bit in, or sorry, Captain Marvel was in Miss Marvel a tiny bit. Like, Brie Larson was there. It was like, okay. you could take Captain Marvel instead of Loki. But she's not titular. And have drop uh, She-Hulk's special delivery. Yeah. And she said, no, she's not a titular character. I can't take her on this list. And I was like, good on you. you did awesome. I yes. was. Stick to your theme. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised <laughs> when uh, she showed me the tactics cards. I was like, oh, where's where's special delivery? She's right. like, oh, well, I can't. And I was like, well, what about? And she's like, nope, titular characters only. <laughs> and I was like, oh. To that, her detriment. I love it. That word has meaning. <laughs> well, she didn't use any of her tactics cards yeah. anyway. <laughs> Uh, and that was the thing at the end. So I had uh, I was one power short, right, of picking up one of the Montesi books 
to try to get an energy attack uh. into Loki. But my last remaining tactics card was illicit tech. So you had to use it. So I had to oh, use that, it. Oh, that—that's right, because that's how you won the game. You finished him off with illicit with tech. With illicit tech. Such a good card. Uh, so my tactics cards for that were cloning banks, dark rain, illicit tech, mental domination, and forced extraction. Uh, Danny's were. I don't like mental domination anymore. It, I. It looks cool on paper, but never does anything for me. Listen, just being able to displace somebody. And get a free attack off that doesn't count as an action is worth three power. And yeah, I guess that's fair. Me. I always feel like I want it to actually do damage and it never does. Yeah, that's also true. And that's what happened because I mental domination She-Hulk into Loki and Loki trickster it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like. <laughs> um, but Danny's tactics cards were one, two punch, disarm, a force assemble, Star Wars determination, and no matter the cost. I used all of my tactics cards, which as Rob Reel has taught us means you win. I was going to say, we forgot to bring up that both games Rob that we had Rob on. He used all his tactics cards. Uh, Danny did not use any. So the fact that she did not use any of her tactics cards uh, and was still stomping me into the ground uh, really just proves why a clone sin is the only way to go. Right. I mean, if you, yeah. if you got a dice full of clone sins and a pocket full of <laughs> clone sins... <laughs> You got a fighting chance. You got a fighting chance. <laughs> you can make it personal. All right, guys. I think that will be it for us tonight. If you are a member of the Patreon, uh, stay tuned. Head over there right now. Yeah, don't stay tuned here, but go yeah. to patreon.com slash professional casual uh, to join us for the first episode of the cleanup phase where we're going to be talking heavily about tiebreakers from this past event as well as some behind-the-scenes stuff and some upcoming super-secret stuff that only you'll know about as you're helping support the show. Super and I secret. really can't thank you enough to our Patreon members for supporting the show. It allows us to be able to do things like travel across the country to uh, all of these events, host and um, cover a lot of these qualifying tournaments, uh, as well as things like Adepticon and NashCon. It, it is not possible without your support. We cannot thank you enough. It also helps us do things like maintain equipment and uh, pay blog writers. So if you are not checking out professionalcasual.com for MCP and now uh, some other games as well with some WFRP, uh, I mean, we're, we're lucky to have Dan right here uh, GMing uh, Gapapa, a grim podcast, a perilous adventure, uh, a Warhammer fantasy roleplay fourth edition game, uh, wrote a review of the core book today that went up. I think you should stay tuned and make sure to follow and turn on notifications for professionalcasual.com as there will be more of that WFRP content there mm. in addition to a lot of special guest spots for MCP. We had a new article from Dylan Dyer uh, this week and we have a bunch of more cool stuff planned. So once again, thank you so much for supporting us on the Patreon and we're going to be giving back with a brand new show tonight. I do want to shout out our top patrons. Yes. Uh, Anthony and Bastian and Rob and Leroy and Bicon. 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 Guys, thank you so much. As always, three streams a week right here on the Twitch for MCP. Give us a follow. Uh, leave a review for uh, for all the shows here at the Professional Casual Network. But wait, Delilah the Wild could really need, uh, could really use your help and a couple of reviews either on Amazon, ratings on Spotify, or on Apple Podcasts. Let them know why you're here. Let them know that uh, you took a stolen motorcycle all the way over to leave that five-star review. 
Hey, it helps us get into more ears and more ear holes. And there's nothing we want to do more than be in more ear holes. But we'll see you Monday where we'll have Dylan Dyer on for Oh Yeah, The Power Phase. I love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah! The Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.